Bad news. Bad news for the state. Bad news for capital. Bad news for patriarchy. Bad news for all forms of domination. Bad news. Angry voices from around the world. Our monthly info show from anarchist and anti-authoritarian radio projects worldwide. If these news are bad, I don't want to be good. Welcome, listeners, to Bad News, Angry Voices from Around the World, the monthly English-language podcast of the International A-Radio Network. This month, February 2023, we will be featuring three segments. First up, you can hear updates from 1431 AM Free Social Radio in Thessaloniki, Greece. Then Chernolipnia, which is a show on Radio Student, speaks with an activist in Sofia, Bulgaria, about the anti-fascist mobilization known as Anti-Lukovmarsh, which will take place on the 25th of February under the slogan, No Nazis on Our Streets. This manifestation is against one of the biggest international neo-Nazi gatherings called Lukov March. And you can find more info at antifa-bulgaria.org. And finally, A Radio Berlin presents an interview with the organizing group for the International Anarchist Gathering in Saint-Emilier, Switzerland, July of 2023. We hope you enjoy. Greetings from Greece, from 1431 Free Social Radio. Trigger warning sexual assault. A 7.8 magnitude earthquake struck central and southern Turkey in the early hours of 6 February, killing over 40,000 people and injuring thousands more in both Turkey and Syria, while causing massive damage. Even today, the number of people trapped is still unknown. Hundreds of thousands of people are homeless, while in Syria, another major issue is the lack of adequate aid due to the situation with a long-standing civil war. At the same time, fears are growing of the spread of infectious diseases, such as cholera epidemic, in the affected areas. In Syria, the disaster hit the rebel-controlled northwestern part hardest, leaving homeless once again many people who had already been displaced several times by the multi-year civil war. This area received little aid compared to the government-controlled areas. Alongside the operations, dozens of arrests have been recorded in Turkey, both of contractors after, literally, flattening thousands of buildings and of looters who attempted to loot affected homes in the eight provinces hit by Enceladus. There are reports of at least 12 arrests of construction workers, including a builder who attempted to flee the country and 48 people who invaded what was left of homes. The arrest warrants, however, are multiple. At the same time, a chain of solidarity has been set up in Greece. Initiatives in almost every part of the country are being developed to collect essentials and support organizations working on the front line to relieve the Turks and Syrians. A total of at least 8,700 people have been pulled alive in Turkey from the rubble at last count, while at least 96,000 rescuers and other support staff are operating, according to the Turkish government. 
Πέτρος Φιλιππίδης, a Greek famous actor, was unanimously found not guilty of the act of repeated rape against the first complainant actress and unanimously found guilty of two acts of attempted rape against other two actresses who had accused him as announced by the president of the court. The decision of the court of justice is in accordance with the recommendation of the prosecutor. The court unanimously posed eight years of suspended imprisonment to Petros Filipidis for the two attempted rapes. The actor was sentenced to six years for the first case and two years for the second. He was also imposed the restrictive conditions of ban on leaving the country and appearing at the police station of his area. The prosecutor of Petros Filipidis had argued, among other things, that He abused his powerful position, acting with arrogance, having an authoritative attitude, behaving like a spoiled child who could not listen to no. And when he did hear no, he became a savage. He heard no as yes. A new law focusing on the degradation of dramatic theater schools was voted by the Greek state. With this law, actors' degrees are now equal to high school diploma with any impact this could have on their salary and or pension. Once again, the Greek government strikes public universities by minimizing the benefits of their graduates. Artists, university students and teachers have done anything they can from trying to contact Greek ministers to taking over four state buildings, two in Athens, Rex and Chiller Theatre, and one in Thessaloniki, Vasiliko Theatre and University of Theatre. Finally, every teacher from the Dramatic School of Athens, Thessaloniki and Patras have resigned as a protest against the new law. Poklicali ste črno luknjo in njeno kontrainformativno mrežo. Popisku odajte svoj glas. So now we are switching to English because we have with us over the phone a comrade from Sofia to talk about the, this year's Antiluko march in Bulgaria. Hello, do we hear each other? Yes, hi. Hello. Good to have you. So uh, we will be talking about Antiluko march, uh, which is the response of the anti-authoritarian and anti-fascist movement to the neo-Nazi march called Luko march. Can you start by shortly explaining what Antiluko March is, when it will be this year, and which groups are organizing it? Okay, uh, so uh, Antiluko March is, as you said, a reaction to this neo-Nazi Luko March, which, of course, they hiding behind the patriotic uh, stuff. Uh, so uh, the people who organize it, uh, it are mainly now from the Antifa group in Sofia, which is more anarchist group, but of course in the protest uh, taking part also a lot of uh, other left-wing people and uh, even some liberals. Uh, this year we plan, plan planning to be a bit uh, different, like uh, previous years we are doing this in the day, and uh, they are March starting in the evening. But this year we'll try to start uh, a bit later and to be more closer to them. Uh, because we don't want uh, maybe real confrontation because we don't have enough force for that, but we want to demonstrate in the same time when they try to march in uh, the streets of Sofia. 
So it will be the 20 uh, fascist march, this Luko march this year. Uh, last yeah. year when we were uh, speaking, uh, it was uh, also mentioned that there is increase of fascist attacks on the movement. So how is the situation now and what do you expect uh, on uh, this year's Luko and anti-Luko march? Um, right now, fortunately, there are not so many attacks that I know against the anti-fascist movement in Bulgaria, but of course uh, it's usually that Nazis uh, beat people uh, with different color or uh, with a different uh, sexual orientation, um, that happens uh, also. Uh, yes, this year this day uh, mark uh, their anniversary of 20 years, so the last year there were not so many also because of the pandemic probably. But we expect this year they to have uh, also uh, fascists from other countries in Europe. So that's why for us it's important to gather uh, also people to demonstrate against that. Uh, of course, every year uh, the municipality refused to recognize the march in the last day, but uh, they still uh, marching in the street uh, covered with a lot of police. Last year uh, we... St- uh, we succeeded to stop one branch of them because uh, they were spread by police in different branches, not in one uh, group of people only. So we managed to stop one of the groups uh, later in the evening in the street. So, yeah, we hope uh, maybe to do it uh, again this year uh, after uh, the official march uh, finished. After our uh, march finished, yes. Good. So as you mentioned, they, they, the, the fascists, they often have uh, like this transnational fascists joining the demonstration, but so is also uh, true for anti-Lukov march. And this is also important to have uh, strong connections of different anti-fascist groups from the broader region. Uh, so I guess that the most obvious way to support the march is to show there and uh, support it physically by being there on it. But how else can we support it if we are not able to come to Sofia, for example? And where can you find uh, more information about the march? Uh, you can you can find this on the Antifa uh, Sofia Antifa Bulgaria. Uh, internet site or the Facebook page of Antifa Sofia because they're inviting uh, fascists from uh, different uh, countries in Europe. So for us it's very much important also to have international comrades in Sofia uh, to show them that uh, we are the real internationalists and not them. Okay, so uh, we will do our best to spread the information around here and I'm almost positive that there will be some response uh, as it was in past year and some uh, comrades will come and uh, support your local movement. So, uh, and then maybe we will have a report from the streets from then. It will take, yeah. uh, it will take uh, place in Sofia 25th of February under the slogan No Nazis on Our Street, if I remember correctly. Yes, it's exactly like that. It's the name of the official, the, of the official name of the, our demonstration. Thank you very much for your time, that you take time and share this information with us. I believe they are very important and it is very important that we uh, support each other also on international level. Yes, thank you very much. Greetings to everybody, radio student and uh, Ciao. 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 No 
bastard ever came home from earning $8.25 an hour feeling proud, minimum wage, just a fancy term for industrialized slavery. We're in a war. A war with the privileged. Those aren't streets you're sitting on. They're battlefields. And it is our duty to fight the comfortable and the overfed. Izbojišće razredne vojne poruča Črna Luknja. For our countdown to Sentimir series, we conducted a very recent interview with a person from the organizing group for the International Anarchist Gathering in Sentimir in Switzerland this summer. Listen in, there's a lot of practical information and background to the process. All info is available at anarchy2023.org. Once more, anarchy2023.org. Okay, you're talking to us as part of the organizing group for the international meeting in Saint-Demir. Could you first say a few words about the organizing group? Where do the people come from? How do you work? Yeah, also... Wir waren äh, vor ein paar Monaten noch ein bisschen zu wenig äh, Personen. Yes, a few months ago we were too few people and we tried to find more. The project is quite big and the region where it takes place is not very rich in anarchist groups. There are no big cities around and so on. And now for the last three or four months, every month there has been more people showing interest. It's becoming quite big now and at the moment there is an organizational meeting once a month where we have now set a limit of people participating. So a maximum of two per working group, so that these meetings are not too big and don't take too long. Zwei pro Arbeitsgruppe maximum, damit diese Sitzungen nicht zu groß und nicht zu lang werden. And what are these working groups and how many of them are there? Es gibt ungefähr... There are approximately between 12 and 15 working groups, of which about 7, 8 are very active. Each working group does not need the same amount of work and time. Certain working groups can't start working too early either. Can you give some examples? So there is the conference group that organizes conferences and workshops. This is the group that doesn't want to fix a whole schedule in a year in advance, so that it remains a bit flexible. Because it is difficult to know a year in advance that you can be there, especially for people who come from active struggles. There's a lot of movement and back and forth and you can't know whether you will have time in a year. And, um, yeah, there's the concert group that organizes concerts and theater, an exhibition group, a kitchen group, a children's care group, a group organizing camping and sanitation, and one group is called Serenity. I think awareness is what we call it. Exactly, yes. Uh, administration group that is there for all the yes contact with the municipality and for the different buildings and places that are needed there in Saint-Dimier. Um, there's a financial group, of course, because that is also a fairly large budget that we need. Um, slowly, there's now also a group that wants to help people to get into Switzerland via visas and such. Um, a translation group that translates texts in advance. 
and uh, that's all that probably comes to my mind right now. I may have forgotten a few. So how is the mood at the moment? How is the flow towards the event? What is your feeling right now? Yes, the mood is pretty good. So the fact that there is a quite a few of us now means it's no longer a problem. And it's just more of a problem now with communication that we're getting a lot of responses and criticism and that it is not easy to imagine where the whole thing is going and how many people will be there. Uh, so I think we need to communicate a bit more. For example, that everyone is welcome, that you don't have to be from a federation or something. Because many people think that because it's in Saint-Imier, it's just a meeting about federations, but that's not really the case. Yes, I see. So people think it's a revival of 1872. Yes, yes, exactly, yes. What do you see as the biggest to-do at the moment in the preparation for Saint-Imier? For you, but also for the anarchist community out there that is not yet involved in the organization. There are so many to-dos at the moment, it's a bit difficult to answer. But uh, the conference and workshop group, for example, has to get down to the nitty-gritty and see exactly what proposals there are now and what topics are not there yet. And then, of course, we want to go looking for people we absolutely want to have there. That's good that you bring that up, because I also wanted to talk to you about the program and how that comes about, etc. If I understand correctly, you as an organizing group do not want to prescribe or organize the program yourselves, but actually there's a platform where people can post their suggestions for events independently. How does that actually work? Exactly. There is this website, organize.anarchy2023.org, and there you can make suggestions about what we would actually like to present or have a discussion about. Or even if we don't know anything about the topic, just ask. I would like to have more information about this topic or that topic. Then another person can say, I know about this and I would like to present something about it. And we officially say that the organizing group doesn't organize conferences or workshops. In reality, it's just that we are also participants and individuals and each of us will also go looking. For example, I am in contact with No Border in Poland and we will move around to look for people, but the best thing is when they come by themselves. Yes, that is already an answer for my next question, because I actually asked myself how it can be ensured that the really important questions of the current situation, of the current movement, are also debated there and in a meaningful framework. Yes, yes. So in the beginning, we actually wanted to define themes that absolutely had to be there. And then we said to ourselves, actually, if a topic wasn't there, then maybe we would have chosen the wrong topic. In the sense of, if it's important, then someone will talk about it anyway. And what is your position on this now? That it is actually open. Then, of course, we also help to make the program nice and interesting, depending on your interests, because we are all completely different. We all have different interests. 
An important question is probably also how and when does it become clear where something is taking place? Yes, that's a good question. We have decided that in May we will take everything together and see which topics take place where and at what time on which day. Because we have different places, about four, five and other smaller ones that are simply open to the public. So you can also meet spontaneously and organize things during the weekend. Because this organized website will also be online during the meeting. And during the local meeting, you can still decide to meet and discuss any topic. And then in May we will decide, depending on how much interest has been shown on the organized website, we'll then decide whether it will be a very big place or a small place for the for the event. And not all places will have translation. It will be especially in the biggest hall. I'll come back to the translation topic later, but one more quick question. If people need rooms for non-public meetings, for example, for internal networking, can you also organize that? And if so, who should people contact? Who to turn to? That's a good question. I think it's also organized on the organized website. So we have a house that is quite big, but has quite a lot of small rooms. And this house, it's not yet 100% sure that we can use it, but it's pretty certain. And there are many rooms that can be used freely for the meetings. Then a very general question. How can we imagine this in practical terms? What happens in July when thousands of people dressed in black suddenly appear in Saint-Denis? What do they do? And above all, what should they have checked out beforehand? For instance, regarding accommodation or food or whatever. Yeah, so it's camping. Yes, well, there's camping. Uh, there's enough space for everyone to pitch a tent. And then there's food. Two or three times a day. Three times, I would say. Plus uh, little food stalls. Yes, uh, it looks a little bit like that. So Saint-Imier, it's, um, it's a small town of about 5,000 people. And we think we can be about 5,000 anarchists as well. And we think that we so most people will be camping, if I understand correctly. Should they then bring something with them? Yeah, sure. Tent, sleeping bag. And for people who need a bed, will there be other options in the city? I think the city has hotels and stuff, but I'm not 100% sure. From an organizational point of view, since it's a small town and also with not so many anarchists, it's not like we're in a huge city where everyone where everyone can accommodate two or three people, because most don't live in Saint-Imier. So then you'll probably provide some links where people might find a hostel or something. Yes, a few sleeping places are organized by the organizing team, but their number is very limited. Yes, it's no problem. Okay, you said that the translation will only be there for the big events. I assume you mean live interpreting with an interpreting booth and stuff. Yes, sure, yes. The others then have to be organized themselves, the translations. Exactly. So there probably will be then the call for people to actually get involved and support whispered interpretation. 
Ja, genau, ja. Yes, exactly. Yes. For many people, it will certainly be difficult to arrive without children in the summer. You mentioned something earlier already. How child-friendly will the event be? What were you thinking? So we're trying to organize a children's group. It will work in such a way that it's self-organized. That is, uh, parents are welcome to bring their children, but this is organized between the parents themselves. That means, for example, the parents can be there for two hours and then leave for six hours and then the parent is back there. And we thought of it that way so that it doesn't become a huge organization for us that needs too much effort. We will probably also have different age groups. Maybe one place for the very young ones and another place for those who are a bit older. What do you wish from visitors to make it a successful event? Yes, that they participate and help as much as possible. We need quite a lot of volunteers during the weekend, more than one weekend, because it's five days with before and after where the campsite is open so that you can stay there and talk longer between different groups that come from all over. So the place in Switzerland is certainly good because it's quite central between Italy, Germany, France, Greece. Quite a lot of people can come here from everywhere, so they don't have to leave suddenly and can work to organize themselves further. And we'll make sure that it is open two days before and after. A bit more before because we still have to set up everything, build, campsite and, and the city. It would be great if everyone could join in, that's all I can say. On the organized website, you can not only propose topics and discuss them, you can also organize yourself in advance locally to prepare for the meeting in something Then to conclude just a question, is there anything we haven't talked about that you would like to get off your chest? No, everything has been said. I'm happy about it. I hope that many people will be there with a lot of discussion and criticism. I think what some people don't see so clearly is that we want to be very open to all different anarchist currents. So that one current does not exclude the other. That is why we don't intend to organize the future of anarchy here as an organizing group. Wonderful. Thank you so much for taking the time and keep up the strength. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Bad News, Angry Voices from Around the World, number 65 for February of 2023. You can find past and future episodes as well as more info on the network in case you're interested in getting involved. Plus, where to find the member projects involved at a-radio-network.org. See you next month. Mm -hmm.